Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, everyone. All rise and be seated as I welcome you to Cairo Station Court. The verdict is in. You have been found guilty of listening to the Sacred Icon Halo Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 28. I'm your co-host, Joshua Hargis. And join with me, as always, is my buddy, my pal, and my friend, and the guy who just kills it on Twitter time and time again. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for your host, Brian Arvett. Brian, what's up, baby? As you say it, Josh, we're back like a butt crack. Yeah, I always get First that time you said that, I'm like, are we really going to have butt crack on the show? And then, yep, but not an actual butt crack, just the word. Yeah, just the Unless word. you guys request that. No, I never expected when I played Gears 2 back in the day and I heard that line that I would still be saying that all these years. Like, back like a butt crack! Yeah. <laughs> um, Josh, we are. you remember that scene in Halo 4 where Chief defies orders from Andrew Del Rio? Yeah. Josh, hit me up with the sound of. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play off. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you the setup so you can pitch it. You're gonna be Andrew Del Rio. Hit me up with the sound of Andrew Del Rio ordering Chief to give him six foot of distance instead of surrender that AI. So I'll. I'll, I'll start off and I'll be like, No, sir. And then okay. you'll do that. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like this. The though. sound of Andrew Del Rio demanding six foot of of distance. Okay. No, sir. Chief, I am ordering you. Does he six feet away from me? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, he just lost his just terrible, all terrible. Of, all That's of his. So <laughs> I, the first time he said that in the game, I think you had already talked to me about that beforehand. I can't remember but when I first got to that part. He said it so fast, I actually didn't know what he said. Okay, you know what's funny, dude? When he first said that, the first time I ever played the game, mm-hmm. my honest reaction was like, holy crap, this is intense. Like, I, yeah. I took it really seriously, but I can't watch it without laughing now because he's like, I'm ordering you to surrender that AI! <laughs> and I, I don't think it's a bad scene or anything, but it's just, it's funny, it's very memeable. Um, <laughs> but anyways, guys, uh, we have a very sweet and solid uh, Halo episode for you today. We are going to talk about uh, a few topics that are all kind of in the same realm. Um, we're going to start by kind of talking about uh, something that's been kind of on Josh and I's mind, and we want to apply it to 343 Industries, the creators of Halo. 
Um, like many of you know whose favorite game is Halo or one of your favorite games are Halo or maybe you're very involved in the Halo community, um, you know, you talk about Halo all the time because it's your favorite thing or it's one of your favorite things. And But then every now and then when, when there's not a lot of Halo news popping off or you're just not in the mood, you get into other things. You get into other games. Maybe right now you're playing Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Animal Crossing, um, uh, Resident Evil 3. Those are a lot of the new All ones that came games, out. Yeah. Um, maybe you're really into those right now. And, and when those things come along, you get in the mood for those things. You get in the hype for those things. You want to talk about those things. And when there's not much like going on in the Halo sphere, you you kind of, even though you're still just as big a Halo fan as ever and you care about it, you know, you just, it's not really what's on your mind to talk about. It's really not which, you know, what's what's interesting. Um, the same thing can be said for like, you know, we've talked about this before. Josh is, you know, Star Wars is his thing. But at this exact moment in time, Star Wars doesn't have a lot going. You know, it kind of just ended its uh, uh, its big moment in December. And, you know, so he's not, even though he likes Star Wars more than Halo or, or Doom Eternal or whatever, um, there's just not much to talk about. Um, so the reason we brought this up is, one of the interesting things, and we're going to talk more about like studio culture and stuff. And when I say studio culture, me and Josh aren't at 343. We don't really know what things are like, but just what we can no, uh, take away from that. Three, four, three. Uh, yeah, we're in the back. There's like this little like fold-up table in the back of 343. And me and Josh do the podcast from 343 Industries every week. And the we're kind of – Yeah, we're kind of like – you know how like waiters – they receive tips and then they have to give like the busboy a certain percentage of their tips at the end of every night. Mm-hmm. We're the busboy three four three. Like as all the developers and everything leave every night, they have a little <laughs> jar and they give us like a dollar, a couple dollars. Do that oblivion line. I'm only asking for enough to feed <laughs> <Yeah>. me children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, Julianos. <laughs> me, me and Josh are in rags and a folding table in the back of three four three. That's how we got in. Um, yeah, but anyways, so the the thing is. 343 Industries, unlike many development studios, was a studio created for the sole purpose of creating Halo games and Halo content till for the, till the end of time. Basically, um, you don't get that really that often. Um, right. You you think of some of the most popular series of all times, um, Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed, uh, and I, I don't know all of the little like Montreal studios, and I don't know like which ones which or whatever. But like you know, Ubisoft they do you know. Um, uh, they do well, like Watch Dogs, yeah, Watch Dogs, and uh, uh, Rainbow Six, yeah, like you said. And then you have like um, Naughty Dog, who they know they were the Crash people, then they were the Jack and Daxter people, then they're Uncharted people, now they're doing Last of Us. Like, usually after a while, you have a chance, you, like as a developer, you can look forward towards something else. Um, and this kind of this kind of brings up too when you think about like. Bungie and and there's been times where they've said like we were facing down the reality that we we're going to be doing Halo forever, and they didn't even though they love Halo they didn't want to do that. Um, so when you work at three four three you're going to be doing Halo forever for as long as you're working there. Halo's your thing. So I think in the same way that Josh and I get fatigued, well I don't want to say fatigued when we're into other things that aren't Halo when when we're occupied by something different like right now Josh and I are both playing Final Fantasy we just got done with Doom Eternal we're not really thinking about Halo. Um, so just as gamers playing those things and, and still trying to maintain like um, producing Halo content by doing this podcast, this Twitter, whatever, we're, we're wondering what that's like for 343 Industries because these are people who are, I think Josh won't mind if I speak for him on this, far more creative than we are, yeah, you know, at, who work at 343. <laughs> yeah, far more creative, more ambitious, <laughs> and... You know, creative minds crave that stuff even more than than we do, 
And their career and job and every waking moment, the way they put food on the table for their family, is Halo. So when they get in the mood to work on something else, I wonder how they handle that. Like, obviously, we've seen many people from the studio leave over time. Like, Josh Holmes is one that I think of who was there for a while as a big, like, he was a kind of a big face of the company, and then he's yeah. gone. Um, what do you think, Josh? Do you think do you think people who work at 343 for a while, um, you know, get sick of Halo and, and move on? Or do you think, like, when I'm they, sure start, a, they start I'm working sure there, do they land us for life? I mean, There's got to be pros and cons to it, right? Because, like, on one hand, like you said, like, I think the easiest, the most face value way to look at it is that, yeah, you're going to get burnout and you're going to get fatigue because just like a typical, like, nine-to-five job, it's the same thing every day. You kind of know what to expect. And there's a sense of fatigue and a sense of desire of, like, I need vacation to just hit refresh but then at the other end of the spectrum you know i'm sure there's got to be like to play devil's advocate a simplicity and a comfortability in that because like when you go do a new game there's that unfamiliar territory of like i don't know what we're making and then sometimes when there's like mm-hmm. the development issues and you have like a committee here a committee what there kind of audience can you expect for this yeah game? exactly yeah. like what we don't necessarily know what we're making but we're just trying to we're figuring it out as we go along the way whereas like with halo it's like they know constantly kind of what they're doing, you know, for the most part. But so I, I mean, what about you, man? I mean, I feel like it could go either way. Just to summarize, I got a lot to say I mean, about that. The, the one, now. the one like positive side to it is as a Halo fan and, a, you know, I'm sure Josh, you can agree to this and pretty much everyone listening to this who's a Halo fan probably can agree to this. When you get in one of those phases where you're not in the mood for Halo, it eventually comes back full force. You know, like, that's the thing. Uh, like, for instance, like, right now, me and Josh are more interested in the, in the new games that are out. But if tomorrow full-on blowout infinite gameplay came out, it's probably going to drive that hype back up. And especially if it was, like, if we were, like, week out from the game releasing, we would be like, Halo, 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 you know. So I feel like it's probably the same, I would I would like to think. It might be different because they're more create Like, they're creatives. They actually, you know, develop the product. Yeah. But I feel like if they go through phases at 343, if they came there as, like, big Halo fans... They probably go through phases where they're like, man, it'd be really cool if I was over at the Naughty Dog team working on Last of Us 2 or whatever. But they probably come back to like the, oh, man, I love Halo, and I'm so glad Halo is the thing I'm working on. And I'm sure if you're working on Halo, you're just counting your blessings anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's got to be – I mean, on that on that end, it's got to be so cool to be at the point when you're like seeing the game. Like remember in uh, the Sprint when they were like showing some of the early like prototype of the multiplayer, and it's like all like bland, just white sort of like textures for the levels. Yeah. And then like you get to a point where it's like, okay, then there starts to get the actual like graphics, the designs, the textures and everything. And it's like I imagine that whole aspect has got to be fun when you really – start to see the progress come together and you're like holy crap like i can't imagine what that feels this like. this is our game you know yeah i can't imagine what it feels like it's like to put it on an extremely like small example like when josh and us look back to november when we started this podcast and we see like the the, the way we've grown the things we've incorporated and the, and the list of our episodes and like the ability to have like shirts and a discord and all that stuff we look back and we're like oh man we we started with just this little rinky dink recording and look at this and it feels so good so with something so minuscule as our podcast i think about someone who's there to see like the first geometry of a level start to take shape and then now five years after that started they're seeing people run through a full level fighting covenant ai or or whatever the enemy is or whatever that's just got to be like oh my gosh i was here for that that's got to feel so cool to be a part of yeah, that. it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice payoff when you go from the whole like script to screen like progression like it's gotta be 
it's got to be fulfilling to see that at the same time. Plus, I mean, it goes without saying the whole crunch aspect too, which I mean, every studio has that to their own degree, whether it's managed well or not. But like, you know, you still have that stuff. So like it just, I think getting to a point though, when you see it at the beginning, you're like, I'm sure some of them are like, let's do this. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Another Halo, like we got to, this one seems so good. And then there's other people who are like, oh, Again? <laughs> we're about to start off. Like, here we go. You know, like, and not in a bad way necessarily, yeah. but there's got to be some who are like, Ooh, I know the road that's ahead of us and, and we're, we're only just starting it now. Like, I can't wait till we're, I wish we were just right at the end or something, you know? Dude, that's why I have like, I have uh when, when I, when I see somebody who runs a podcast and then they decide they want to go start another podcast based on another topic. And I, and I, I just sit and think for a minute, like what that takes, like, it doesn't take anything to just start another podcast, but like to actually gain traction and an audience and yeah. to keep people listening, like to start that whole prog, prog like progress over again, it's like, uh, that's a whole lot of note for me, dog. Yeah. That's just too much. Well, plus, I mean, plus you got, you're like kind of like splitting i don't know you're not whole assing one thing yeah you know, I, I, the quality not, over yeah, yeah i mean it's a whole different subject but yeah because that's like that's the thing is like even though we're talking about like you know josh and i are playing other things right now we very much like allocated this part of our brain to running the halo podcast like we always have this like percentage of of self that is set aside for that so if we had to be like oh we got to do our Halo uh, podcast today, our Star Wars one in three days, and then a Game of Thrones one on Saturday. That would just wreck my life. Yeah. Uh, no, it's still that. fun to do. And, it, I mean, it goes without saying that, you know, for one, for us personally, this is a way for Bron and I to still hang out and see one another despite living, you know, states apart. But at the same time, too, like, and I, I know I could speak for you, Brian. It's not like we're not interested in Halo. And I know you guys are you guys go through the same thing. Like, remember when in, uh, when Endgame came out for Avengers, and everyone was just like, "That was everything." That's all I was thinking about. And then, and then yeah. that was over. And then, I mean, yeah, Far From Home, or, or, yeah, Far From Home came out, and everyone mostly kind of moved on into different stuff. And like, maybe you're still always into Marvel stuff in the back of your mind, but like, it's not at the forefront. So something exactly. else stuff comes there. Something is is kind of there right now. It's kind of saying like, "Hey, I'm going to hold your hand until we get back to this." So for us too, it's like it's very much like. This stuff, as much as we love it, like I'm having a great time with the the remake of Final Fantasy, but like it's very much also I want to get to Halo Infinite, and it's kind of like holding my hand, holding Brian's hand until we get to that point, until we get some more news and stuff like that. So sometimes I don't know if you're like this, Josh, but I have a feeling you are. Sometimes you feel guilty. You're like, because like like you like for instance, you're a big big Star Wars fan. There might be a moment where like just for your just for that particular day you're like i do not care about star wars right now like i'm just not in the mood to talk about it or whatever and then and then you'll see like somebody else like hyped to the 11th power of uh, over star wars and you're like i need to up my star wars game but that's not i <laughs> yeah. mean that's just that's it's in our heads it's silly you know what i mean right yeah no i've definitely been at that point before i've been at that i've been at that with star wars there's been days where i'm just like I'll, there's one day i'll be like yeah, you know what? I like all the new canon. And then there's another day where I'm like, boy, I sure missed that old stuff. Bring back yeah. that good old days. But you know what? Like, and overall, I don't, you know, I love all of it. But I mean, like, I just, you have those days. There, like, you kind of mentioned it earlier, and I'm sure a lot of you guys listening to this are the same, but like, there would be phases before Brian and I started this where, like, I would get, like, I would always, I always like Halo. I've always loved it, but it's not always been at the forefront. And there would be these phases, and, you know, since Halo 5's been out. Where I would get like into a phase of just nostalgia. I'd want to go watch all the documentaries, all the footage, 
and just like listen to the soundtracks. And as I'm listening to those, like I'd be listening to them at work and I'm, I'm just literally mentally retracing all the experiences I've had with Brian and the lamb parties, the stuff I did in high school and just that feeling like a feeling that you, you know, we're pretty much doing the show to sort of describe, you can't really describe it in one word or a sentence, you know, but you try to encapsulate it and like, I get, I would get in that for a while. And then, you, you know, we do the show and everything and the show is, it's so much fun. I think that's the thing is it really helps too, like, you know, with content creators and stuff like that, you know, just to kind of help it thrive. You know, you've said that before, Yeah. but at the same time, it's not always at the forefront, but it's still fun to talk about. Cause at the, you know what it is, it's like, it's trying, you're trying to get to that, the end of the, trying to get to the top of the stairs. You're trying to get to the end of the tunnel. Like it's, it's, I don't know what the, what the term for it is, but it's like a, it's a sprint more or less right yeah. it's a sprint and you 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 know there's there's the end of the race but you're just trying to get there and uh this is more like the the mile run in, in grade school you know where it was like uh, I, sometimes i dreaded it <laughs> so. it was like man i'm gonna try to come in 10 seconds under that failing point yeah. <laughs> just barely pass yeah. yeah man it's also like you know you're talking about like feeling nostalgic about stuff and like you said you were talking about star wars and it's like oh i miss the old canon oh the new canon's not that bad whatever i get that too because like I see, you know, you'll see some people on, like, the Twitter, for instance, that are very much like the Bungie purists. They're like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm Halo 1, 2, 3, Reach, and ODST. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, some people even go as far as to say, like, Reach and or Reach was the end of Halo for me. Like, they'll, they'll have this narrative that um, the other ones didn't happen, which, you know, it's entertainment. So, like, if you only care about up to Reach and you don't want to, you know, acknowledge 4 or 5, I... That's your prerogative. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, we're, it's just all, all in all, they're just here to entertain. Um, you can't pretend like they don't they don't exist to the world though, because they do. Um, but I get I get that mentality to some extent though, because I'll get in moods where I'm like, I'll be like, oh man, I remember back 2007, Halo Three was launching. You know, man, the nostalgia. You know, the the Bungie games, the feels. I love that. You know, and I I think there's a I think there's a, a level in which you can say. Halo 3 was the end of something. Like, Halo 3 was the end of the trilogy. Halo 3 was the end of an era. Yeah. You know, that was Bungie's uh-huh. last mainline Halo. That stuff's real and still counts. Like, you can... 3 is still an end, but 4 and 5 are, is, you know, they're, they're a continuation and another beginning right. in a sense. Um, but, yeah, that kind of takes me back to, uh, like, what I was saying with 343 Industries. It's like, you have Bungie, who created... They created Myth and Marathon. Um, what's another game they created? Uh, Oni... A uh, couple, couple different games, and then they created Halo. And when they were creating Halo, they were really excited about it, really passionate about it because it was something new. And that's the thing we got to think about is, like, there was a time when Halo was a new thing, you know? Like, the idea of creating this new game called Halo, you know, some there's probably a lot of people who are like, why don't you just make a Marathon 3? Why don't you just make a... Or for all I know, there is a Marathon 3, though. I think it's only two. Maybe there is. I don't know. You're right. Um, or why don't you make a Myth 3? Like, people were asking for that instead, and then they, you know... They get Halo and they're like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, here we are on ha- coming up on the sixth the mainline entry of Halo. Um, Crazy. But, you know, Bungie never expected for them to be just the Halo house and they didn't want to be. So that's obviously why they left. But then 343 was created to be the Halo house. So I just, I don't know, I just feel like it's, I feel like it's got to feel so different being in the industry as someone working at 343. Also, what is it like? And, of course, I'm saying this as someone who doesn't have knowledge of what the industry is like behind the scenes. Like, I, I know it as much as a consumer can. Yeah. But if you're – let's say you're somebody big at 343. Like, you're a big designer. Maybe you, like, are one of the big big designers of Infinite. And you have discussions with designers from other studios like Naughty Dog, um, Santa Monica, you know, The Coalition, whatever, Nintendo. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I wonder, I'm probably overthinking this, but I wonder what it's like to be like, you know, when you're talking to someone from Naughty Dog or something, you're like, you know, they're, they're someone who's putting out all these different games and they're, they know, since you're an employee of 343, they know you're someone who's only going to work on Halo. Yeah. Like, I Halo wonder if, I wonder if you, when you talk to someone who works at 343, if it's like, and I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this disrespectfully. I'm saying this in a very honest way. I wonder if it's almost less interesting to talk as another developer and to talk to 343 because you know that they only work on Halo. Whereas, you know, some guy over at, you know, Nintendo's like, oh, we're working on this really cool thing. And then some guy at Santa Monica's like, oh, we're doing this really cool thing. You know, but everyone's like, oh, 343, I know what Bob's doing. He's working on Halo. I know, I was going to say, you almost, you almost like, you can liken it down to like, or compare it down to like the, like a, a, you and a friend. And like, you have the one friend who's like always going out and going to these different states and traveling and doing all this different stuff. Dude, I was at Santa Monica Beach. Yeah. I was at Clearwater Beach. What have you been up to, man? And it's like, oh, I just been going out to the local zoo and checking it out, you know, like normal. Love that zoo though. It's great. They just got a new giraffe. paint my warthog. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I get where you're coming from. It's it's a sense of like you got you can't help but feel again on one end that like sometimes there's three four three people probably envy those who are getting to do different projects, but then at the same time you probably have those other people who are like, man, I actually like envy your uh, I don't want to say simplicity. That's not the right word, but consistency. just consistency. Consistency of just knowing that you're going to be doing this because, I mean, I, I we don't. Brian and I don't know at all, but I feel like it's safe to assume that like 343 is the kind of studio just because of, of Halo itself that is dependable. Like it's going to be there. You can expect it to be there and not go away and not really like cave under itself and anything like that, you know, because where some of these other studios might, you know. So, I mean, there's a lot of like. Well, you just brought up a good like question a for me. Don't let me forget job. it. Yeah. Okay. It seems like a more dependable job. So. But go ahead. What's your question, man? I don't um, okay, so here's the thing, you know, because you, you brought up like it's always going to be there type thing. Well, you'll see a lot of like, uh, you know, downers in the Halo community who will be like, if Halo Infinite doesn't pop off, if Halo Infinite isn't amazing, you know, that could be the end of the studio or whatever, or you know, the end of Halo. But, I mean, if we're honest here, like, it maybe I'm wrong, but don't we, isn't it, I kind of feel like Halo is a popular enough, reliable enough IP that draws enough traffic and brings in enough sales mm-hmm. that to some extent, even if the games continue, and obviously for Josh don't Josh and I don't see Halo 4 and 5 as failures, but if generally, you know, wide audiences consider uh, a trend of failure continuing with Infinite and, and, and such, do we really see Halo, Halo games stopping? Like, I mean, things might change, but... I feel like that name is reliable enough to always bring in a certain chunk of money. You know what I mean? You agree with that? Yeah, you, I, no, I, I agree. It's the same with Star Wars. Like, I think most people agree, even if they love the sequel trilogy, that like there's a lot of like gaping. There's some, there's a lot of issues in there, and especially just in how it was they they were fast tracked and developed, right? So, I think with even with that, like you can you can still love this stuff despite having a sense of like knowing it's not good and I where that kind of like correlates with Halo is like you know kind of like Brian said with Halo 4 and 5 it's like we wouldn't at all say they're failures it's just they weren't they were received differently and they're also like like Brian said before like Halo 3 was very much like the end of an era you know and you still had games that came out after that were still successful under the Bungie banner but then 343 was like you know what we're gonna give this another leg to stand on and like continue you know give it more lifeblood and it's going to have a different feel different approach and everything and i i don't know i think 
I think it's really just it, it, it's got to be like it's got it's a complex thing though because you I mean you got so many different people working there and you got so many people coming and going and like you said Josh Holmes was the face of them well not the face but like one he of was them the face, yeah you know like and he moved on and then I think Quinzel Hoyle if I'm pronouncing his name right I think he moved up I think from what his previous position and stuff like that so I mean you you have it's so different each time and you got to think that like. You know, that, like I said in one of the other episodes, like, I feel like if this one isn't successful, then a lot of people are going to be like, wow, they like even me for like the first week, I'll be like, wow, they they didn't they couldn't do it. They just, you know, I just, we waited this long and we went through this period and they didn't do it and I'll come around to it. But I don't I agree with Brian, basically, like I agree with you, man. Like, I, I don't think they'll necessarily just ever stop. You know, well, I mean, I, maybe I mean, maybe they won't do Maybe they'll get to a sense of finality within the whole like Master Chief. Like, yeah era a timeline or whatever because eventually it's like the guy's gonna get old well but see this this, this is the honest to me this is the honest truth and it's one you almost hate to admit as a consumer because y- you like to feel like you have some control as a consumer to say if this one's not good the community's not going to have it anymore well, that totally just made me think of something Th- that's me. not it's not really true let me give you some examples final fantasy uh apparently uh, 11 was an MMO, 12 was really good, 13, th- I'm just going off of what I see general consensus, I don't claim to be a Final Fantasy, like, huge person or whatever, 13 apparently was was awful, many said, didn't like it, didn't yeah, do well, um, 14 was an MMO that launched in a poor state but got fixed later, and then 15, I've heard a lot of people have issues with 15 as well. I hear but, it's mixed. Yeah, but they just they just keep coming, like, they they're just keep coming because they just, they constantly make money, they're constantly worth making. Resident Evil, um, 4 was one of the greatest games of all time. Five went downhill a little bit. Six upset almost everyone. Boom! They came back with seven. Now they now they're remastering the the original games. Yeah, and then also uh, working on eight. Yeah, uh, and then like Assassin's Creed. I, I remember like Unity got a bunch of crap. Um, Call of Duty. Like I remember everyone said Ghost was horrible. Um, there's there's really no limit to once no, a that- series reaches its apex and it becomes this huge thing. Um, it almost seems like nothing keeps it down. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. No, I, I see. I think I see where you're going to is like you said this before and it's stuck in my mind since it's like all it takes is for like, you know, one good game. Like basically, it sucks like, until it doesn't. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So like, you know, we've had so long without a mainline Halo game. So like if this is good, you know, then it's like it's going to be like a huge refresher for everybody. Right. Not just the game being good objectively and like subjectively, but like it's also going to be like, wow, this is like whew, this really is a fresh start. And like yeah. in, and let's say we don't get another Halo for five or ten years, like a mainline one. The taste in everyone's mouths is going to be so good from this experience. Whereas with Halo five, it was a lot of like coming to terms with how yeah. you feel about this game and also knowing you're going to have to wait a while. And I was going to say, too, like. You gotta imagine it also is very tough for the three four three people because like when we as uh, people in the community are like excited for this game, but maybe there's not a whole lot of information coming out. You know, it's it's you're kind of relying on one another and discussing and creating content and stuff like that, right? But then for them, they're having to put out like like let's say the moment the moment we get um, another video of sort of like a we are three four three. You know, where they're just sort of talking and we're talking about working there and you see shots of that, of inside the studio and stuff like that. you got to imagine these people, like, they're the ones sort of curating the excitement for us. And that's got to be tough for them, too, because where are they getting that from? Where are they getting that kind of, like, energy in their tank to give, to put more energy in our tank? You know what I mean? So, like, that's that's got to be tough. You know, like, when I think about Bronny Ross sitting there, 
you know, and she's she's talking about the game and talking about how they're so passionate and they're doing it. And it's like, you know, I'm sure if she could probably just be completely transparent, she'd say, you know what, we're pretty tired too. And we've been working really hard at this. And, yeah. you know, it's been, it's been tough, you know, Halo 5, you know, this, that. If they could be more transparent, they probably would, but people would really... Uh, some people would really rip into that and yeah. take that ex, you know, take that little excerpt out and 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 go off with that, and they can't do that. So, I mean, I think I'll pass it over to you, but I think that's got to be really tough. Like, I really, I really respect them and just anyone in that position when you're having just like uh, the coalition, you know. Although I don't, they haven't quite reached that time yet. I think as as three four three has, but like you're working on it for so long, it's got to be tough because you're. You you have you have to curate the excitement. You're you're going to be putting out a video like talking about Halo Infinite multiplayer. It's like, well, not only do you have to show the product, you have to make sure that you're getting this across in a way that you're proud of what you're doing, of the product you're making. You know, maybe you're tired that day and you got to sit and you get into work and they're like, hey, we need you to sit in this chair and talk for three minutes about this game. You know, yeah. and we see that stuff. You don't think about that, but like, I think uh, I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times as Halo fans, we live in a we live in a bubble. It probably goes for most fandoms. And when I say we live in a bubble, I mean even Josh and I, because um, look at it this way. Right now, if, like right now on like the Halo Twitter, for instance, and I always reference Halo Twitter, Twitter because that's like Josh and I's main place of interacting with the Halo community. But you have Halo Waypoint, you have you know different forums or whatnot. All these places that are like dedicated places to go for Halo. Those people in the community are saying, "When are we going to get new Infinite information?" We've, we've, we've been dry for so long. When's it going to come? Uh, and then there's people saying, how do you expect me to be excited for this game that you haven't shown and blah, 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 blah. Well, there's a couple things to take into account here. Um, this Halo bubble we're in, this Halo community, this is not where they're going to make all their money. Like, that's not... Like, would it make any sense to drop um, your full Halo Infinite reveal right now in April around some of the biggest games of the year. Um, I know there's more to come, but, you know, uh, Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing, Final Fantasy, Resident Evil 3. When people are buying those games and playing those games and having things to do like that, um, why would you drop that now? Like, if you're trying to benefit your game and your company, would it make any sense? Like, yeah, we want as, as like, we selfishly just want, because, like, here's the thing. Me and Josh, if they dropped a trailer right now, we can go watch the trailer, we can go watch the gameplay, and then <laughs> yeah, we go we right back. The episode and come back. Yeah, we go, and we get, then we go right back to playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, it's, it's just move on. But this, this is not the time for them to capitalize on it. And just because a small amount, relatively, be, you know, in the grand scheme of things, a small amount of Halo community that's complaining they want more info, um, it just doesn't really make sense for them to give us info right now. No, um, I wouldn't and, want to do that. Based I mean, on that. I want I want them to release more info, but it doesn't make sense at this moment right now. And some people are saying, "Well, how am I? You know, I'm not even excited to buy it if you're not going to show information." Well, the fact that you're asking for information so much tells me that you're already excited enough you're going to buy it. Um, and then you got to think about it too. Is like this may seem a little more selfish on the developer's part, but everyone at three four three has seen this game every day for five years. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they're playing it, they're testing it, they're building it. I mean, it is the last new, it is the least newest thing of, in their day. So they're they're not, well, they're chomping at the bit to show us, you know, what they've been working on. And I'm sure that's probably hard for them because everyone who's been at that studio for a while, they've never had to go through this because Halo 5 and, and Halo 4, they had a, a much more of a long buildup. Um, yeah. But, you know, the game's not new to them. And then you also got to take into account that we know what happened with Halo 5 Guardians. Halo 5 Guardians, 
They showed off gameplay footage about a year in advance. They had a beta a little less than a year in advance. You know, tons of press release, tons of commercials and podcasts, build up everything. And, you know, that bit them in the butt. Um, so what do they really have to lose by waiting it out now? I mean, what do you think, Josh? I think it's much more preferable, like for me personally, night and day, to have it the way we've had it. I feel at times that I definitely miss getting that kind of content, you know, that that I, I do miss seeing that stuff. I want that stuff. I am hungry for that. And everyone does. I mean, when the, the Toy Fair hit and those figures uh, came out and the screenshots, everyone was just glued to their like screens looking at that, trying to dissect and get any little bit of information they could out of those. So I think, like Brian said, definitely goes to show you that you are excited for that. Just to, to, to indicate that you're if you're frustrated, it's because at the you know forefront, at, the, at space, you're excited. You, you're hungry. But I, I would liken it to like people trying to, to lose weight. And let's say you're a very uh, much bigger person. And you're trying to really, really slim down. And like on one hand, like with some video games, you show that first picture like, hey, starting today. And then you start showing progress and progress and progress pictures all the time. Now, that's great. Obviously, and anyone doing that in general, that's amazing. Like good for you. You know, as long as you're trying to take care of yourself, that's great. Uh, But if someone decides, you know what, I'm starting today, but I'm not going to show anything until it's the biggest difference I could really show. Yeah, until 40 pounds could, later. Yeah, until like, yeah, this huge difference. So then all of a sudden, like imagine like walking into a room. Let's say let's say I'm like, you know, I don't know. I look like uh, George from Halo Reach. I'm big and tall and buff, you know. But let's just say, I don't know, no, 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 no. I'm going to reel it back. Let's say I look like that flood blob, the one that like pops <laughs> And he's got all the little ones in him. Yeah. Let's say that. Let's say I look like that. And nothing's wrong if you look like that. But I'm just saying for my sake, because I'm going to poke fun at myself. Let's say I look like that. I've had one too many hot dogs. And Brian sees me like that. Now, I could I could show Brian a selfie of me every day, losing weight. And he's like, you know what? You're starting to get down to one of those guys that you know just has that, like, he's shooting the pistol at me all the time. And his head's, like, cocked to the side. <laughs> yeah, you're, start, yeah. you're starting to look like that. That's really cool, man. Dude, keep it up. And it's like, that's going to get him supportive and, and excited for me and everything like that but imagine if i'm just he sees me one day as that blob and the next day i roll right in and i'm like I'm trying to think i don't know what's, the, what's like super thin in the you're, game you're like, the little, you're the little tiny like, flood spore i'm a little tiny flood spore yeah terrible i'm doing terrible just keep it halo man i know i know what you're saying (laughs) you guys you guys know what i'm saying i know what you're saying brian and uh but basically like just imagine that so like it's kind of like the big old mic drop right like it's not to have the sort of vacuum of like no nothing because like for me personally it's like when it does happen imagine how great it is going to be to see that and it's probably going to be so damn fun and cool and badass like we remember halo being when we fell in love with it in the first place that like you're gonna think, wow, okay, you know what? That was worth the wait. Holy yeah. cow! Once because, you have it, you don't care about how long you had to wait. Yeah, and plus, it just it makes the like, if we if we get something in June, if we get something in June, we're getting something in June, guys. First week like of June, E3 time. Saying, well, here's the thing. Can I just let me say real quick? Go ahead. Oh yeah, Bonnie chime Ross. In. Bonnie Ross factually confirmed last year that E3 2020 would be Infinite's time to shine. Yeah, it makes it would, sense. So. The only thing different here is that E3 is canceled, but Microsoft's confirmed they're doing a digital event. So with those two things in play, it's more or less confirmed Halo Infinite's going to be there in a big way. Go ahead, Josh. Nope. Uh, I mean, you're right. 
So I, you know, taking that into account, I love the idea. Like I think I think the part of it is that we know we know that that's coming, and it's the waiting for that is hard, especially in in sort of current day situations. But it's like it's gonna be great when we get there. Because then you only have, say it comes out in November, you only have those couple of months. And imagine how much time we've gone without content versus how much content we will then get in that brief amount of time. Like, it'll be a lot. There'll be something new probably every day. It's just concept. Fallout 4 always comes to mind. Exactly. They announced Fallout 4 at E3 and then boom, it was there in, was it November? Yeah, November. Yep. I got, as a... As someone who played Fallout 3, played a little bit of New Vegas, I'm not the biggest Fallout fan, but I still follow those. I liked those. I was excited for Fallout 4. I was 10 times more excited for it personally because I knew I didn't have to wait as long. Yeah, it's like... The difference here is being in that you know that this game's coming. It was announced a while ago, but it's that, you know, I, I, like, basically to summarize, and I'm going to pass over to Brian, I get the whole Void aspect. I get that it's frustrating and you're so hungry for that when it's like your baby, you know, just like Star Wars for me. But gosh, it's gonna be so much fun when we're over there at the other end of the rainbow. You know, it's there, and I think every I think that's just making people more anxious. You know, I mean, would yeah. you agree with that? It's yeah. the fact that I think it's the knowing is what it's what's causing. I think it. for them as a company, they have everything to lose by putting something out earlier. Yeah. Um, they they have room to gain, of course, but here here's my best example and this might be a horrible example but i'm just going by my interpretation to the, the ps5 controller that was announced that was shown off yep. to me that was done so oddly i thought it was so odd the way that all happened. the ps5 stuff is as excited as brian and i yeah. are yeah but it's just been done strange yeah like and, and there's people out there saying like well it's hands down xbox has already won this gen that's insanity yeah. we haven't even got the con- the consoles have the ps5 hasn't even shown off really and the consoles haven't even came out yet and ultimately, it doesn't matter if PS5 have had half the power of the Xbox. If it's got two, three, four times the amazing games, uh, it won. That's really That's all what it is. what it comes down to. Uh, games, are, games are what matters. That's why we're there. Um, so, um, but, so we're not dogging that at all. We're, we're both going to own PS5s you know, before mm-hmm. the day is done. Um, but for me, it's like, now I know I read that PS5's controller was like the second most liked Instagram post of all time. So... There is there is a there is room to say that it was a good idea, but for me, they just dropped the controller on their Twitter on a random ass day with no build up, and they didn't show off the console. Here's the new controller. And for me, it was like here's what I saw. I saw it get posted on Twitter, and then a bunch of news places like IGN and and such made articles about it, and everyone just said their piece real quick and moved along. Like, I don't, I don't feel like it was smart for Sony to do that. Now, I, I don't work there. I don't know what, like, what's the best marketing. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But for me, it's like everyone was just like either, oh, it looks good, or it sucks, it's horrible, it looks stupid, blah, blah, blah. They copied Xbox, Xbox One this gen. Like, people either trolled it and left or said, oh, it looks good and moved on. Like, I don't feel like they really did anything to help do you feel like the 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 PS5 is looked at culturally any better now than it was before? I feel like it just kind no, of. No, I think the only lasting conversation that's really been happening is just people are trying to redesign the controllers, like colors and and designs to yeah. fit what they would like about it because a lot of people didn't like the aesthetic. It just didn't I seem, loved it. Brian liked it, but I feel like they would have done. It would have been better if they saved it for their full event when they showed the console off. You know, like really. Well, I think so too. I mean, it, it's it's weird on the the PlayStation and just how how that's kind of so like. Coming. That's weird. If, if 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 they dropped like a let's say they dropped a forty five second brief teaser for Infinite tomorrow, and it showed off twenty seconds of gameplay, 
Think how much thunder that would steal from the full gameplay. Oh, review. absolutely. I don't want it that would, personally. I don't but want I, that at I all. What you're saying to your point, like absolutely, that would totally do that. You know, you. I, I feel like I feel like that's just got so much build up behind it that like. And no disrespect to Sony because they obviously like this gen especially it goes without saying they won the console war because of their game, their exclusive titles so many good games. But if they put if they're just let's say revealing their console and then suddenly Halo Infinite's like, hang on, we got something to say today too. That's going to get overshadowed because you have so much buildup and momentum yeah. over that. And you do with the PlayStation Five as well. And and again, we're not trying to liken this to like some kind of console war thing because we love both. We're going to buy both. But I get what you're saying because it's just it's just a huge difference. It's a way. It's a weird way of doing it. And that's I mean what Brian's saying basically is like it's almost kind of good that they're not. You know, like a lot of people really want some kind of like Halo Infinite news and information to come out, but like it might turn out like that and it's going to kill a lot of momentum, right? I mean, you would agree with that. That's pretty much what you're saying is it could just. Yeah, I, as I said, I think they have everything to lose because like I said, if they should yeah. like a 20 second clip of gameplay, no matter how amazing it looks. Let's say they like, for instance, the, let's let's say the 20, uh, 20 seconds of gameplay showed off Sprint. All they've done now is reignited this age-old discussion of sprint yeah. or You're going to have the, the negativity videos of people yeah. like analyzing every exactly, frame. and it's and like that can be fun, but on the other end of the spectrum, like Brian said, it can like go down a really bad rabbit hole of negativity. And people and love to draw conclusions from nothing, including us. Like, well, if we get a 20-second gameplay, we'll be like, wait a minute, you know, if you zoom in this frame, it looks like the Covenant. Uh, it looks like he's wearing a Marine's helmet. Looks like that's you know there's flood back there yeah so it's like oh oh the covenant are wearing marines helmets oh the, oh so they're saying that marines now wear uh, oh game is awful stupid doesn't make sense again I'm not, I'm not buying it we I live I, in a knee jerk reaction society exactly. now because of how content and tech is you know just sort of like formulated and, and sort of etched out you know it's 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 tough it's hard for people to just i don't know it, it's so tough we it's, speak as people we speak as people who do that because and I, I'm, yeah, I'm probably worse I, than josh because i remember when halo 5 they showed off halo 5 gameplay the first time i told josh halo was dead i was such a was such <laughs> overreaction <laughs> such an overreaction also i was much younger then so give me some give me some slack but you know yeah yeah i i, I just remember like Back in the day, you know, and there, we didn't have internet access, and you you had to go get a game magazine to know. I had to go to the local mom and pop shop, video games, etc., and they'd have a little pamphlet of showing you game releases when the games were coming out. And it's like that was my information into the world. I didn't have a chance to have a knee jerk reaction yeah. because I saw what was been shown to me. Whereas now it's, it's so readily available. There's we're all so armchair crazy. critics too, which is a joke. Yeah. Even uh, I, I'm sorry, Josh. You want to finish your thought? Oh, go ahead, man. You cut it. Well, go ahead. you you and I are, I mean, in a sense, we're the worst of it as well. Because like you and me like to think of ourselves as, we're not saying we're like the critics to be critics or anything like that. Like we're not we're not the the how do you say his name, Roger Ebert? Yeah, yeah. We're not like anything special, but we do like to pat ourselves on the back and say that we have a a, a fundamental understanding of what ob objectivity looks like in, in media. Which, just like everyone else, we probably end up sometimes being more full of ourselves than we realize with those things. Um, so saying. I definitely take pride in some of that. Exactly. So we have, and like Josh and I just had a discussion before we got on the podcast about the Incredible Hulk film, which we won't talk about here, but go to Josh's uh, Twitter if you want to talk more about that. Uh, there's that nice plug for you. <laughs> the Incredible <laughs> Hulk plug that I never thought would be I this. love it. Um, but that's the thing is um, the, the internet's weaponized everyone to have their own opinion and then and also you know it's one thing to have your own opinion but then because of the internet you can you can collect you can um collect everyone else who has a similar opinion and create groups that that get that stand yeah. out you know and suddenly before you know it 
because they released a screenshot of Infinite and one person saw one thing they didn't like, they, it gets on a YouTube video by Hidden Xperia or Late Night Gaming or something that blows up and then everyone talks about how awful it is and they're thinking, wow, we should have just not even released that screenshot, you know? Yeah. Um, or vice versa. I mean, the same the same thing can could happen. go the other they way. Have, they could yeah. do something. Yeah, it can go the other way, and they can put out something that's like really, really good, and they're people are feeding off their enthusiasm for it. So like, like that's the, the like power. Yeah, hunt the truth. Yeah, which bit them in yeah. the butt because it was way too good. <laughs> yeah, it was way too good. But I mean, that's a really good example because like you you we're in such a knee jerk reaction society too, where it's like something comes out and. Like, okay, you know when the, when the Phantom Menace came out, most people who went to the cinema and saw it actually liked it. Now, there were a lot of people that were having that sort of identity crisis and they weren't sure. They were like, I've, I feel like I'm supposed to like this, but I'm not. It, and it took them time. But for the most part, people did enjoy it. It was only when you sort of started talking to other people and you get on the internet and stuff like that. And it, there becomes this hive mind. And when you see that, we're all guilty of it. And we try to shut people's other opinions out. Yeah. And you see that and you extrapolate that and you start to sort of like analytically look at it. And maybe maybe someone will say something that you were thinking you were trying to put and you just couldn't formulate. But other times it's like maybe they're right or, you know, or something. And it's sometimes you get that biasness from the association of it. So like it's it's tough. So they could put out something like Brian's saying and you're going to have maybe it's like like the shot of when you see was it the warthog at the end of that that video of Halo Infinite the the, the announced trailer oh yeah yeah writing and I mean I there wasn't really anything to go off on that aside from excitement but let's just say like someone was like oh this warthog is a specific design and oh I don't like it well you know what's funny you bring that up Josh is when I saw that that warthog driving across I thought and I've actually seen other people have this opinion too so I'm not completely alone I thought that it looked like Halo Wars to me. The warthog, the scale of the warthog looked like it was a like a miniature warthog, oh, yeah. and at war. So I, I thought it looked odd. We're going through the first you one, know. so I, I trust your opinion on that. Yeah. but yeah, it's just one of those things where like people can take from that, and then suddenly it's, it's someone can say I don't like it, and they're going to post why, and then other people are going to jump on that, especially if you're an influencer. You know, and it sucks how it, much it, it can kill fun for someone too. Because it, it does. Dude, when I went and saw, and I, like you brought it up, so I, like when I went and saw Rise of Skywalker, like I just went and saw it. And came out of theater, I was like, that was so much fun. I, I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. And then I saw, you know, I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes. I had, I saw the Twitter discourse. I talked with Josh, talked to other people. Talked about all the problems that come with Rise of Skywalker. And there was a brief moment of, like, almost this realization in my mind. Like, oh, Rise of Skywalker is garbage. Like, this in my head for a moment. And then, yeah. and then it was, like, quickly afterwards. It was like, no, nah, I still really enjoy it. But sometimes you let that, like... You know, the criticism, it, get, it gets to you. Same goes for, and shout out to Haruspis, because I, I cannot thank this guy enough for this. Um, when Halo 4 came out, it was, for me, it was simple. Halo 4 came out, I played it, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was fantastic. And then I got online, and it was just every corner of the internet was talking about how awful Halo 4 was. I'm not talking about the multiplayer. I'm talking about the campaign, guys. If you weren't there for that, it, it existed. People said the campaign was garbage. Master Chief didn't act like himself. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Everything was awful. And, you know, that 343 can't craft a story. The Didact's a useless villain, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. And I just, I would just like peck the internet everywhere I would go to try to find someone who loved Halo 4. Every now and then I'd find some guy, but he usually got drowned out by all the people saying, LOL, not real fan, game sucks. But I eventually, you know, through searching for, for people who are on the same page as me, I found Haruspis's blog, Alex's blog. And he's basically, I mean, that's where he, that's where he got his, I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but the, more or less where he got his notoriety there is he, he built 
compelling cases for why that that is a good game, a good story. It wrote a lot about Halo Four, um, so it just goes That's to his show. Favorite game, isn't it? Or at least favorite I believe Halo. it's his favorite game of all time. Definitely his favorite okay. Halo. Um, but it just goes to show, guys. There's there's no there's no reason to not love what you love. Like um, I think the movie I always bring up when I talk about trash movies, like the worst movie I can possibly think of, is The Last Airbender. M Night Shyamalan's. Um, the Last Airbender, one, on, yeah. which is based off the animated series, the real life action one. Uh, I went to see that movie theater. I could, I, I wanted to leave. I was starting to fall asleep. It was off. I saw a horrible movie. If somebody said they love that movie, like, that's awesome. Like, cool. Like, why would I want them to not like it? Like, of course, maybe I can't have as, uh, as I can't relate to them as much in a conversation. But trust me, I can find other people out there who don't like that movie. Like, it's it's okay, you know. Yeah. Well, you and I are the kind of people that I think like, okay, I've been doing the, I, I've been watching a lot of films lately and I'll rate them and stuff like some of you have probably seen that on Twitter. Reason I do that is because I, I like to look at things objectively and subjectively because that's fun for me. Fun but I also love the discussion that fosters because of it. So, you know, there's people out there who, who I, I know the reason why they're critics is because it's because of fundamentally they love the stuff enough to want to really like look at it more in depth than just on the surface. But then at the same time, it sort of curates a, a negative appeal and outlook. And because then you'll have people that kind of go into that and they'll see that. Like a, a good example is probably like Angry Joe's videos. And we love Angry Joe. You know, like we love his content. But there's some stuff we don't always agree with and stuff, just like with anybody. And a lot of you guys probably listen to the show and you're like, I don't agree with you guys on that. And that's normal. But he'll put out stuff sometimes that, you know, maybe is like, okay, you know, maybe that's. Maybe I don't agree with that, but I'm sure other people might agree. And then someone will go and latch onto that. Go say it somewhere else. Go say it to somebody, and they'll they'll. It's like a like an old story being told, and, and each time it grows and it yeah. grows, it, it gets more like ridiculous and stuff, and uh, it sort of creates a bad. It just creates a bad precedent, and I think also, then you have on the other end of that, and uh, that's to play devil's advocate. You have, I'm not doing a lot of that on this episode. Then you'll have the people who like are enjoying it so much then other people get annoyed at that because they're like, well, you're not looking at this critically enough or you're not, you know, this shouldn't, you know, and, and it's just like, let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. And, and people who want to just sort of critique things, let them do it, but find a way to, it, I think the problem is more on that. I end. don't know if you agree with this, Josh, but I'm of the opinion. If someone chooses to not look at something critically, who gives a damn? Like yeah. if they just decide that they wanted to experience something and enjoy it, isn't that what matters? Like, yeah, it's like, I'm going I'm letting you know I'm I'm taking my dad through the Marvel Cinematic Universe now and he just he he's watching these on a fun factor. I'll ask him for his rating. He's just judging these on whether he enjoyed it or not and had a fun time. Brian's dad watched uh you know anytime he saw the sequel trilogy and watched like Force Awakens and then Rise of Skywalker. He just came out and he had a good time. You know, and for him that was enough. Whereas for someone like Brian and I, we got to do an oddball on it. We got to discuss it off air. We got to talk about it with other people. You know. Everyone's yeah, well, different. I think yeah, I I've made some posts before either on my private account or on Sacred Icon Halo where I'm like, you know, if somebody enjoys something, just let them enjoy it. They don't need they don't need to know what's wrong with it really. And then people will tell me, well no, people people will comment and they'll say, well no, you you can't you can't just let like you can't let just let a developer get by with something that was bad. Like I know somebody loved Halo five, but they can't just let, you know, the company get by with it. And I'm like I think I feel like you're missing the point when you say that because if somebody loved Halo 5's campaign, they love the story, if it's their favorite, I'm just using that as an example, why would they yeah. why would they need 343 to hear it? Yeah, they, they probably they already they did what they it, wanted. They want more of the same. Why, exactly. why so and, to... 
Now you can now you can argue like you know my opinion of Halo doesn't um, is is not more important than everyone else's, right? But that's not what we're saying. We're just saying like if some if a certain person likes Halo Five story the most, then they're gonna want more of that. Like they they don't need to see like you can make your points like that's fair, but they don't need to 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 understand your points. They don't need to agree with them. Um, they can be in the minority. That's fine. It's just. You know, more than likely, if it is truly a minority opinion, you're, you're probably not going to get what you want in the in the following sequel. Uh, more than likely, but you know, it it's if you like it, then that's great. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's the kind of thing you just don't. If you if you don't like it, yeah, it's it's fine to vo- it's good to voice your opinions on that as long as you can be constructive about it because then it's like then they're going to look at that and think you know they're they're going to take it internally in a way that's useful for them, but. You don't need to poo-poo on somebody else's fun for or somebody else's enjoyment of something like that, you know. So, like, yeah, I feel I, I feel like in that kind of case, people would miss the point too. Because now, it's just now if you're somebody thing. like if you're somebody like me or Josh, and you you enter the conversation with like a, this is what I think critically, this is what I think objectively and subjectively, blah blah blah. If you come into that conversation very much presenting you want to have a civil debate about it, then you can expect you're going to get one. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and you, and you and you should if, you, if that's how you approach it. Like you, you well, I should. Think but I think the tough aspect too, on a completely different level, is objectivity versus subjectivity. A lot of people I notice don't seem to get that, like to grasp it. Like they either loved it or they hated it, and it's just very yeah. black and white. It's not really. Which and I, I think it's mostly okay, but I would really appreciate if people okay. understood just, the concept better. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because I feel like it's just like for me, I can. Critically, objectively, I don't think Rise of Skywalker is necessarily the best film, but subjectively, I still had a heck of a lot of fun. And what matters in the end, it's the fun for me personally. Yeah. That's that's what matters. But it's still fun for me to look at both sides because I can. Brian and I are just so analytical with stuff, and we want to talk about that kind of stuff. So wait, wait, bring it back to Halo. Like, I love that kind of stuff. When Halo Infinite comes out, and even if it's ten out of ten game. There's probably going to be something in there that someone won't like, or at least a, a pocket group of people don't like. And, you know, I'm still going to want to talk about things maybe to Brian and, and on the show to you guys and stuff like that, that maybe I didn't like, or maybe I didn't vibe with, or, oh, I don't like this multiplayer map, but that not that doesn't mean I, I hate it or something. But it, it's, it's just, it's hard, and especially for 343, to really bring it back. It's got to be hard for them in their position too, because for so long... I think for a lot of developers, you see the the hate you get, and it that drowns out any positivity. Like you said, Brian, you went on looking before you found Haruspis, and you went looking for just someone, and you'd find maybe someone, but they would be drowned out by like ninety nine other people. Yeah, it's tough. Well, and like like you like you said, I, I'm glad you brought it back because I'll I'm glad you brought it back to three four three because I have one last subtopic before we we go to questions and answers. Yeah. But um, to 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 go off what you're saying. Um, you know, right now when they're not revealing any infinite, um, information, they're dealing with like, I'm making up these numbers, but if they, if they're going to, if they're dealing with 10% crap right now from people for not revealing anything, they're going to be dealing with like 95% once they do reveal something. You know what I mean? Like they, like I said, that's what I mean when I say they have a lot to lose by, you know, if they want to play close to the chest and wait till E3, I think that's smart because, um, it's right now Halo is not Halo is on the Halo community's mind because it's always on our mind. But for the community at large, the game industry at large, no one's really talking or thinking about uh, Infinite right now because we haven't seen anything. As soon as they put something out, 
you know, that's 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 revealing your hand right there. That's giving everyone the chance to, uh, you know, ridicule your work or or say amazing things about it. But you know, they're just better off just to wait till they can have a full release and, and yeah. full understanding than to just put something out now. And I'll have that subtopic where you get you have a oh, it's just one thing I say. You know, I said this before. Uh, remember how Halo Four and Five went? Like guys, like Four had a lot of publicity. Publicity. I'm getting mad at myself because I can't say it. publicity. PUBG. <laughs> PUBG. Wow. That's, That's what I thought good. of when you said that. That's pretty good. That's pretty, I like that. Uh, it had a lot of publicity, and then it came out, and it kind of got the reaction it did. Halo Five, same thing, got the reaction it did, and I just actually it makes me feel more excited. It makes me feel more confident and secure, I guess, about this game because I feel like they're focusing more. I know that stuff's coming. Personally, as a fan, I know it's going to be there, but I just feel like they're really, you know, I don't know. Brian doesn't know, but I, I just like to imagine that they're at a point where they're like, they're more focused on making sure this game is just good on in, in every area it can be before they really start pumping stuff out. Because Halo 5 was so misleading in how it promoted it. And they probably, I mean, they obviously don't want to do that again. There's no one in there scheming like, we'll lie, we'll twist it and we'll twist that arm and they'll buy the product and it's like what is it core corporate commander from angry oh Dome, yeah you know? they'll still buy it yeah <laughs> you know? we'll sell it to them in little dlc packages five dollars a yeah. piece um yeah, so just in summary of that like i'd rather have it constructed this way it makes it or i'm just i'd rather have them going with this approach i, I think we're going to be happy once we get to that point it's tough now but i think we're going to be much much happier uh once we get you know, to June. Well, one thing I'll say, well, and it'll also segue us into the last kind of subtopic is, um, you know, I, I've seen people say too, like, you know, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just taking my general you know, things I've seen on the internet. I'm just kind of, you know, juxtaposing them into this conversation. Um, but I've seen people be like, you know, they need to release something about Halo Infinite because, you know, I'm just not really, in the, I'm just not feeling Halo right now. I'm just not really in the Halo mood or, you know, I've been really thinking about other games a lot. And, and, and what I have to say to that is, that's okay, and honestly, that's probably no. That's not probably. It is fine with three four three. If three four three isn't trying to like, they're not trying to have everyone talk about Halo right at this moment, April fourteenth, two thousand twenty. Like, they're when they're ready, they're ready. That's when. Um, you know what? What is? They don't need to boost the the conversation around Halo right at this moment. They're not trying to make a lot of money off of uh, $20 copies of Halo 5. Like, I'm just telling you. Like, you know, like, when it's when it's applicable, it's applicable. Like, it's okay that no one... Like, if, you, if you're losing interest in Halo right now, that's fine. They're not ready to talk about Halo right now. That's okay. But that's, that's what I'm kind of, like, segueing into here is that in times like this... Whether and I, we don't know if three four three relies on this or if they just don't even pay any attention to it. But in these moments, um, whether they do it intentionally or not, three four three relies on content creators to get people through these periods. People who people who very actively um, are talking about Halo, care about Halo continually. Um, the only way they're getting content and they're getting their uh, their hype fulfilled is from content creators. Um, big names like Green Skull or Hidden Experience or whatever, and then, you know, you know, medium, smaller people like Josh and I with Sacred Icon Halo, you have Podcast Evolved, everything. Um, people are going to them and us to get uh, Halo, 
you know, new, like in a sense, like for instance, this whole entire podcast you're listening to for me and Josh, we didn't reveal anything new about Halo here, but we, we gave new Halo content for people to consume in the this whole period. Podcast was because, you know, you, you, we loved Halo uh, so much and we didn't have anyone to really talk about it uh, around coworkers and, and other people. And it's like, you know, Brian and I want to listen to this kind of stuff and we figure other people probably want to too. Exactly. Sure. So that, that right there is curating content in of itself. So my, so my question is, is like, first of my first question would be, Josh, do you think 343 relies on content creators to carry Halo, the Halo community through dry spells? Or do you think that they're not relying, they just know that it's going to happen anyway? I don't think they rely on us. I think they appreciate us. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. That's what I, I would say. I would say they appreciate us and they expect it'll happen. I know for a fact they appreciate us. Yeah. I know that for sure. Well, they've shown but it. I mean, yeah. Right, they, they've shown that so much, you know, especially with the, even their community spotlight as one example. But I don't think they necessarily rely on us just because, you know, they're probably so much more focused on their stuff, trying to make sure it's a good product and trying to land. You know, it's, I mean, if like, it, it's just, you can't, you can't have your, you can't have, I don't know, you have a lot of cooks in the kitchen making a game and you can't necessarily always step out of the kitchen and see like, oh, are people still out there kind of like making our game like topical and relevant? Okay, cool. Let's go back in and yeah. keep, let's, let's flip these eggs, you know, or I don't know why I said eggs. I'm in pancakes. <laughs> you can flip the eggs. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, anyway, point is, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's more of a, they appreciate us because it, it, it does help. And you know what? And, and that means a lot to them too, because it probably helps for them being knee deep in this stuff to know that there's people out there that are really excited about it. Because when you have content creators with everything, not just Halo, but with Halo, it helps them because like you have so many negative voices that are out there. But then if the content creators are usually going to be the people that are, are, are coming from more of a passionate. Side. Yeah. Typically, and it, it probably, not always, but typically. Like I, and I don't think, I don't think by any means any one or several content creators have any kind of giant hand in decisions that get made, but I would wager that that it's looked at when when you're when someone's a big enough content creator to to get an influence. I, I'm sure they look at that stuff. If 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 somebody comes out and if a big Halo content creator comes out and says, and and I'm going to make this super short because the the topic disinterests me so much. But if some giant, we just saw this last week. Doctor Disrespect. He's not a Halo. Uh, he's not a Halo content creator specifically, but he drop name drops Halo. Boom! Creates this huge conversation about around battle royale. Don't want, I'm you know I'm not interested in battle royale. I don't want to talk about that. But the fact that Doctor Disrespect brought that up and everyone started talking about it, like that, whether they wanted to hear it or not, three four three did hear that. It was very loud. It was this conversation around battle royale. So now, obviously, where Halo Infinite, if Halo Infinite comes out this year as planned or early next year, or whatever, um, that decision's I would assume is already made. Whether that's going to be in the yeah. game or not, but they can still see from a giant content creator like that, he fostered this conversation. They can kind of gauge, um, you know, and like we've said before, negative, super negative people are not going to be the ones that look at it. It's going to be people who are more constructive, even if they don't want it. Like Josh and I, you you could call us negative because we, we were in the we don't want it camp, but we were constructive about it. So I'd like to think we were not negative about it. Um, but they're going to look at that stuff and that's, that's going to, that's where they're going to draw from in, in some regards. But I, I just, I just think that it's very obvious Especially since, well, I mean, Josh and I can only really speak to the time span of Sacred Icon Halo. But in my opinion, and I think Josh agrees, since the moment we started Sacred Icon Halo, the only thing that's been really carrying this community on through 
the infinite drive spell is all the Halo creators. And I, when I say all the Halo creators, I'm talking about 99.9% other people. Josh and I have this little tiny influence, but... Oh, we'll- yeah, and uh, you know what? Uh, exactly, exactly, because a lot of you... Like, some of you guys have even said, and this is going to sound vain to say, but I, I it's been, been humbling and so flattering to us, and we appreciate it. But, like, some of you guys have said, like... Like, especially, like, John, and, like, he said he didn't really have a place to go to for this stuff. And then he, like, you know, he found us and, and, and everything, and now he's, like... It, this almost reminds him of, like... Halo 2 clan days and stuff like that. And it's so flattering. And I mean, but aside from that aspect, like it's just, it really goes to show that like, yeah, that is what's helping it because, you know, a lot of people were kind of looking for this and maybe they wanted it, but there wasn't really a feel for that because there's been such a dry period. So it really does come down to the people that are putting out content and creating discussions and fostering, uh, you know, a lot of discourse on these games. So it, it, it helps. And, you know, it, I think... I think it all goes back to if you... And this was kind of... This is a question I had while in the middle of while I was talking, and this kind of goes back to that. It all kind of comes down to just how well Halo was handled from the very beginning with letting content creation exist, such as like Red versus Blue right off the bat, or, or um, yeah, th- th- things like that. Like people talking about Halo, um, MLG Halo, uh, you know, stuff like uh, Claude Herrera running the uh, Bungie HBO dot Bungie, yeah. you know, letting people create for Halo. I can't imagine the wonders it's done long term for the series because here's what it is: it's free promotion. Exactly, it's free promotion, and uh, it's not paid for. And if you look at, um, if you look at like this time span that we haven't got any news from Infinite and all the content creation that's here, helping people get through the dry spell. I and this is a question I was about to ask Josh because I'm not sure. I I, I probably I probably live in a vacuum and I don't know. But I don't feel like there's that many franchises that have this this vibrant and ongoing creative of a community. There's definitely others. Do not get me wrong. But like the way we can go and find YouTube channels, podcasts, uh, Twitch streams, whatever for Halo. There's there's I feel like there's a lot there if you're looking for that stuff. Um, you know, if I was somebody who was dying for a new Assassin's Creed or dying for a new um, I, even Final Fantasy, maybe they do have that, but do, I want, do those other franchises have as much of a creative community as Halo that keeps? And I'm like, before Josh answers, I'm not downplaying. There's obviously going to people be people in those communities that are so creative and so influential, but is there as many of them consistently? I just don't feel like I see that as much. What do you think, Josh? I think you're right. I am biased because I am a Halo fan and I have been for so long. So I'm probably in the vacuum too. But yeah, it goes without saying there's definitely other ones out there. But I think part of the reason people love Halo out like outside of just playing the games is because of how like the depth that's there. Like it it's I for me personally, and I say this, I'm trying to look at this objectively, I think it's like one of the only real franchises within gaming that can really reach the levels of like something like Star Wars mm-hmm. because it just has such a, a nice uh unique scope to it. So I think I think you're right. I mean, I really do. I'm sure there's, like you said, there's other things for other franchises like Gears, Assassin's Creed, Uncharted, and all these other big, you know, big names. The big ones I think of. Mario Brothers, you know. The big ones I think of that I think are on the caliber of Halo or bigger are um, Blizzard games. I think they have a community that's just bigger. Destiny's pretty big, too. And then I was going to say Destiny was my next one. Yeah. Yeah. Destiny is my next one. Destiny, they've made Halo or uh, Bungie's managed to replicate that, and they have. Destiny events and they have a, a good community there. I think Destiny, World of Warcraft, I think Final Fantasy fourteen. I say that because it's an MMO. I think it's it's got a very big following too. 
I feel like. But um, I guess to Halo's credit, it's not an MMO, and I feel like it still fosters an, an amazing community. Well, you like know that. what, what Brian? Yeah, I know what you're trying to say because you like you know how you get like with uh, with Star Wars and probably even Marvel. I'm sure. Like people will have those like theory videos that are like mm-hmm. twenty minutes based off a rumor. You get the same stuff with Halo. Yeah, and not every it, that doesn't translate to a lot well, of other. I would say know. yeah, I would say MCU and Star Wars definitely are definitely get the treatment Halo's getting, and they get it much more because they're much yeah, bigger. Yeah, but I was more referring to video games. But yeah, right. you're totally right. Say, like I, I don't really know of any other kind of like video game series personally that really gets that kind of talk on almost a cinema level that you get with something yeah. like. I agree with you. Yeah, so and I, like I said, but I could I think also that, be in the vacuum, like you said. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure we are to some extent. I feel like we probably have a little bit of a point. I mean, I feel like there's, if you look at like the history of of, of games and you look at the history of content creation, Red versus Blue is very early, and I feel like uh, Microsoft themselves have kind of credited um, a lot of. The, you know what it is too. Com- I think is it- a lot of the stuff from letting letting content creation exist. Go no, go ahead, Josh. I think a lot of it, honestly, really with Halo probably is because like with the matchmaking system and everything that happened back in Halo 2, it was just so profound in how people got to connect with others. I wasn't even really aware that this was like a PC kind of thing. Like, like, well, I guess I mean with like Counter-Strike and all these other sort of like PC games. I just PC games were just not on my mind. So I didn't really count that whole aspect. So like when Halo 2 came out and I got Xbox Live and I was able to play that, that for me was like this stuff had just arrived. It wasn't like it had been here on PC and now it's come to video games. It's like, no, it just arrived. Yeah. So then all these friends I made, I never made in any other way. It was through Halo and then you get to Halo 3 and Halo 3, you're right in that hype with everyone from Halo 2. It's like, like I don't even, I don't know if I've said this on the show, but I don't even remember thinking of Halo 3 much. Like I was so, fu- like Halo 2 at the time when it was relevant, it could have been a game that Halo 3 could have taken a couple more years before they announced it and I just would have kept playing multiplayer and kept talking about I can't wait for Halo 3 I, I'm because I was just I didn't know any better at the time I didn't know what to expect I was just so focused on that that was cool to me at the time so I think like people have so much associative like love with it in terms of how they connected with people in ways that I, I, I I'm sure younger people probably have with other games now but Halo 2 was really like it was a pivotal moment in gaming history, it really, really was when that game came out. I, I think it. I feel like this is. You know yeah, I feel like this is on the same topic. It it always because you kind of brought this to my mind. It always it always kind of blows my mind how my perception of time is as an adult compared to a kid. Because yeah. uh, right now, if you told me like Josh and I are playing Final Fantasy VII remake right now, the second part was announced to come out um, uh, April twenty twenty three, three years from now, I would go, okay, you know that's a while, but can't wait i'll get it that's great um you know three years not a big deal if you told me when i was in seventh grade that halo 3 was coming out when i would be in what is that 10th grade i would be like no no i can't that's an eternity i can't wait <laughs> you know so when you when you bring up like halo 2 that's, that's so big. yeah when you bring up halo 2 and halo 3 that's kind of how i was i was like when when uh when halo 2 came out it felt like an eternity till halo 3 came out but at the same time you know, I was more focused on Halo 2 and just getting by with that. So, Right. But, yeah, I mean, I just I just don't know of a lot of other ones. I, and there's plenty of other games out there that mean so much to people. And I, I I feel like that goes without saying. But just to be clear, like 
Like, I definitely think that there's other games. Like, you see how big of a deal Animal Crossing is right now, and I just wasn't aware that that was as huge as it is. I feel like if I played it, like, I'd love it, but I, I saw yeah, too many too. games to play already. Me too. You know? But, like, Halo, just it was so profound. It, I mean, that's why we're here. That's why everyone is so excited for Infinite, because of just the impact it had on you at some point in your life, whether it was a long time ago or just a couple years ago. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be interested. I'd be interested since you said that. I'd be interested to see how many Halo content creators, like ones that have some level of following, started their Halo journey with four or five. Because I feel like most of us are built in the backbone. We're not there yet, but I think we'll get. Yeah, there. I feel like we're built in the backbone of nostalgia from the Bungie days. Is even the people who love four and five were built on that backbone. Um, so I'd be interested to see if like someone like if somebody was like, oh, this huge Twitch streamer. Their first Halo was four. I'd be like, oh, okay, wow, that's crazy because it doesn't seem like that's really a thing right now. We're kind of yeah, we're very much still in the whole like, uh, like Attack of the Clones has just come out in that for Halo. If that makes yeah. sense, you know what I mean. Like Halo four and five have yeah. still kind of like new and people well, you, are still. Using if you look at a lot of our community, you know, and it's funny, it's it's ridiculous to say old because we're not old, but like I feel like we're an older community because like uh, Josh, Josh, and a lot of people in our community are thirty plus. I'm almost 28 so you know but you know late 20s early 30s we've got people that are 40s 50s um you know because i just feel like uh, it's it's a series that um currently hasn't as much as i hate to say it sounds like such a damning thing to say but it's like i don't think contemporary halo has has made that meteorite type impact on the industry yet yeah it hasn't yet good but it's just you know it hasn't it hasn't found its uh it's marked the same way it did a long time it's, ago. The seeds are still in the the nostalgic. The, the bungee days is where the seed, the, the roots still kind of are. Seeds of the future. Are so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Josh, are you before, do you have anything to say before I go into questions and answers? No, I think just, you know, just, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's a, the calm before the storm stuff is always interesting with anything. And it always feels like it's just taking forever. You feel like a desert, that uh, could so badly use a drop of rain. Yeah, you just you want it so much, but when you get it, you know, it's a it's a want versus a need, and you feel like you need it now. But I think it's more of we want it now, and I think when it happens, we're going to be so grateful that we got it when we did. And when it comes out, I think we'll look back on this when it gets to a point that Halo Infinite. Because starts to become a bit nostalgic for people. I think we'll look back on this and be oh. fond about it. Dude, I'm going to be nostalgic as heck, and I know I'm speaking from, like, it's different for us because we run a podcast, but I'm going to be like, Josh, you remember that year lead up? To, Josh, you know that le- year lead up to when we got real infinite information and you and me were just kicking it on the Sacred Icon Halo podcast? Remember those days? Those were good days, man. Everything yeah, you was know so what? great. <laughs> Fully expect, guys, for after this game has come out, for us to do an episode where we look back and we just talk about how wrong we were about something, or how right we were about. You know, be hilarious, dude. I'm not even. I shouldn't even joke about this, but like, (laughs) Halo Infinite launches and Sacred Icon Halo is just gone. Like, (laughs) we just vanish from. People are just like, you know, like there's there's some like weird like legacy like prophecy of like the the prophecy told that they would they would get us through the hard times until the, the the winter was. The, the storm was weathered, you know, and like you just can't find our Twitter, you can't find our podcast anymore. We never existed. Like everyone who bought our shirt, like it's just a blank shirt. Our our emblem's not there anymore. 
Ridiculous. It just slowly fades one day. Yeah. What the? Like, what's going secret on? icon Halo is fi- oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. I've seen too many. We've seen too many movies. That's what's happened. Uh, I love uh, it. You ready for Q and A, Josh? Yeah, absolutely, man. Here it is, guys. Yes. Boom! It's been a little while. It's been a while. Wow. Mm. Boom! There it is. Oh, oh, Reunited so and it feels so good. Don't know the next lyric. He knows the boom boom, but um, he knows yeah, he knows the boom boom. Chills. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, the secret icon Halo question this week was Microsoft's digital E3 event gets to their Halo Infinite section and details start pouring out story, gameplay, multiplayer and in a surprise out of nowhere moment they announce this person has joined 343 Industries to work on Halo Infinite who is it? what person gets you pumped? Uh, before I read the responses just want to clarify I meant this could be anyone it could be um, it could be somebody who used to work on Halo it could be someone. Todd Howard from Bethesda. It could be Todd Howard from Bethesda. It could be Tom Hanks voicing the Master Chief. Anything you want. God. Um, I mean, honestly, I would hate that, but Tom Hanks would probably do a damn good job. Let's be real, because he would. he doesn't do it's a bad Tom job. Um, so yeah, first response I got from was uh, I, I I don't know what his. I feel like I should find. Out. I don't know if his name is Ricky. I don't think it is though. I think it's just a funny name he has. Ricky's clearing stick. We've had him before on here. Um, he says. Joe Staten, I would literally cry from joy. Yeah. What do you think, Josh? Oh, I agree. That that'd be a tie for my first show. I love Joe Staten, dude. Joe Staten, like when I think when I when I think of Joe Staten, when I watch like interviews with him and stuff, I just picture like he's the guy I would want to like hang out in the basement with, eat Cheetos and, and play eat drink soda and play video yeah, games. If you were to ask me if I could hang out with anybody from like the, the Halo two Bungie era, like I would choose Joe Staten. Definitely. He just seems like the most accessible and the most like um, transparent. He's like, he's, like the, he's, the, he's the people, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's like the people of Halo. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I love, love the that dude. answer. I love Joe. I know he worked on Crackdown 3. I played it and I was like, it, don't get me wrong, I didn't have anywhere near the same level of like kind of like fun, campy humor that Halo 2 and 3 kind of had, or at least more so too. But like, I could still feel his like presence in that, mm. like in the terms of the writing. And I was like, man. I like I've yeah. I miss this guy. See, whenever because we have him, obviously we have him uh, followed on Twitter, and it's like, you know, on one hand, as a Halo fan, you're like, I want to talk to that dude about Halo, but then as you want to be a chill dude, you don't want to be a fan, you want to be a chill dude. So it's like, I wish I could talk about aviation with that guy because he he uh, he's always talking about flying planes and stuff. That seems yeah. to be what he talks it's about. It's like a if lot. he was if you he was at a Comic Con, you don't want to be the fan asking for his autograph. You want to be on the other side of the booth sitting with him and yeah, be like, yo, what's up, Joe? I, I don't know. You what we want to talk about? Oh, Halo! I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, next response is from just another random gamer. If they reveal just that gamer. just another random gamer, boom 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 boom. Ooh, ooh, that's starting to go into like Mr. Sandman. We, we boom, need to get like boom, a, boom, boom, a <laughs> it like a show, like a like a like a reality show, where Phil Spencer is the host, and he brings out just another random gamer. And starts asking him questions. <laughs> he's got one hand in the pocket, the other hand's up, and he's oh, got he this does. graphic T-shirt. And he's like, "That's why I'm pleased to announce, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. <laughs> please welcome to the stage, just another random gamer." And the audience applauds. Hey guys! Oh, oh, oh God! Oh, I'm, you know, I, I gotta tell you guys. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna do something I've never done before in a, an episode. I'm gonna give you a, another hit me up with in the same episode. Okay, okay, Josh. Okay, so Phil Spencer, he's getting ready for the Big E3 event, and he's put on his Ori. What's the new one? Ori and the Will of the Wisps. He's put in his. He's put on his Ori and the Will of the Wisps indie T-shirt to go under his jacket, so that he can unbutton it and reveal, 
his his indie shirt, right? Hit me up with the sound of Phil Spencer on stage unbuttoning his jacket to realize he has no shirt on underneath it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, got you. Oh, I cracked myself up, and then Josh laughs. If you guys, you guys listen to Sacred Icon long enough, you know here's what happens: you start laughing because of something funny, and then you hear Josh's laugh, and then you just laugh harder because of his laugh. There's no way. There's no. There's no way that I can deliver anything as funny as the image I have in my head of that. Go for it, anyways. He's like, oh, oh, oh shit. I'm, I'm actually kind of ripped. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm pleased to announce six pack. He's like, I've been to the gym. <laughs> I've been to the gym. I've been home for a while. Didn't have much else to do. Six pack. Come exclusively to Xbox and PC Game Pass day one. And then he introduces some VR experience where he can dip chicken fingers into his belly button when there's ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, I know. The funniest part of that was there would be a VR experience on Xbox. That's not a thing. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Okay, we're going to move on from that. <laughs> Sorry, just oh, another random gamer. Your name has been tainted forever by the Sacred Icon Halo show. Uh, oh, I love it. He says, if they were. I love that name too. It's great. If they reveal that Marty O'Donnell came back to do the music, I'm going to lose my shit. In a good way, of course. Now, as you can imagine, when I made this question, I figured the most common response would be Marty O'Donnell. Is that what you figured? Yep. That, that's just my top choice. It's tied for Joe Staten. Yeah. I mean, his his influence on Halo, you know, uh, musically, uh, it can't be, uh, can't be downplayed. So while we've talked about that before and we've talked about how bringing him back, you know, there could be negatives of that, like the, the fact that, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to disassociate him from Halo now after we've been separated for 10 years. Think how much harder it would be if we brought him back. Plus, Marty you know, got can't a, be there forever. But you know, I've got a dark horse answer I'm going to save for the end. Remind me. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, next one is from... I, I, good answer, though. Yeah. Very good Really answer. good answer. Um, I, I always hope I say his name right. I've had him under several times. Ryuji Gunblade. Um, he says, Marty, Staten, or Nyland... Hype would go through the roof like a beam emitting Forerunner Tower. I like how he kind of correlated that to the universe yeah. of Halo. See, I, I like his thinking there because I didn't, even though I said you could pick anyone, I didn't really think about Halo writers. Um, and Nyland wrote one of my favorite stories in the existence of Halo with Fall of Reach. So what do you it's think? It's universally loved for good reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think... No, that's a great choice. Here's the crazy thing, like, and this may sound like heresy to some people, but I feel like most people won't feel that way. If somebody told me their favorite story in all of Halo, beating Halo 1, 2, and 3 itself was The Fall of Reach written by Nyland, I would say that makes complete sense to me. You know what? It's crazy. I had a friend, a guy I used to work with, that said he had never played any of the Gears of War games, but he read the books and loved them. So you have to imagine that there were people out there like that with Yeah, him. I mean... I, I, feel like I, think, I know somebody, and I'm blanking on it, but I feel like somebody's first experience was Halo. I, I have somebody in the community a long time ago. I'm pretty sure. If you're listening to this... Let us know because I want to give you credit for it. But I remember someone was saying like they read Fall Reach first before I think they even played any of the games. Yeah, I think I remember the same. I remember that person as well. I don't know who it was, but totally. Which is so um, cool. I, so cool. I I can't I can't speak well enough about that book. Um, to me, that book is to me that book is just as important in, in a sense as the original trilogy is. No, I, I agree. I, I love I it, and it it established characters like Halsey. Um, it, it, uh, cause Halsey was created for that in that book. Um, you know, the Spartan program, the, you know, John's origin, uh, you just, it's, it's 
so you know, I love in that book. My one of my favorite parts in that book, just real quick, is like I love. There's like this moment after he finally gets Cortana like in there, and they they get to like work together. You see their chemistry kind of like click for the first time, and it's like it's just cool because when I first played Halo One, I didn't really like know any preconceived notions. I didn't know like who had history with whom and stuff. And you see that in the book, and it's like this is cool because they were like they got to know each other a little, but they weren't super familiar by the events of Halo One. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's a well, we'll talk about that book in more detail sometime. But ah, oh, such a good book. <clears throat> yeah, dude, it's it's it's. Such a good book. On one hand, I want to say it's my favorite book of all time because I've read the whole thing myself several times. But I know, like, because I'm not I'm not a book reader really, so I know if I read if I sat down and actually read all the Lord of the Rings books, which that's my favorite universe, I would I would say that's my favorite book. But I haven't actually sat and read them all, so I have to go with Full of Reach for now. Uh, but my next answer I picked for two reasons. Next answer, this is from Matthew Birdzell. He said, Chris Sheriff, Halo 4's writer, 343 can benefit from his emotional character arcs. What will get me more pumped Ooh. is him and or Joseph Staten. Now, I don't know if you remember, but Chris Sheriff worked on Mass Effect before um, Halo. I didn't know that. Did it say, do you know which one? Uh, well, it was before Halo 4, so it wouldn't have been Andromeda. It just just since that's okay. the dark horse of the series. Because Drew Carpishan worked on, I think, at least the first one. I don't know about the second one. But, I mean, I think anyway, go ahead, a lot of go people ahead. agree Halo 4's writing was really, really good. Um, it is and good. So, and it's, he, it's different. He was so there for the lead writing of 4, but he wasn't there for 5. So I feel like Chris Sheriff seems like a pretty talented dude, from in my, uh, in my opinion, anyways. You know what? When I think about Halo 4, I think about how unique the writing was, and I think about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man i order you to surrender that ai oh god surrender that AI. I, I don't know like you know every now and then you have like a like a meme or something between you and your friends and you, you can't explain to anyone else why it's funny but me and creighton me and creighton would run around all the time dropping this meme and it's not even funny so i don't expect anyone to laugh but like there's that scene where uh, the librarian says to chief um She's like, you you need me, how does she say it? She's like, I need to give you this so that you can stop the, you know, you can, she wants to like reawaken something in you or whatever, reawaken your, your, your guess or whatever. And, uh, chief's like, can I, uh, can I stop the didact without it? And she's like, no. And he's like, do it. And she's like, prepare. So then like we go around the house and, and Creighton would just be like, he'd just be like, can I stop the didact without it? (laughs) He'd be like prepare and he would just always throw that around so like for me and creighton like prepare is is a is a funny thing i don't know why or like when the didact is like jokes the didact says the word recede we always talk about a receding hairline and we make fun (laughs) of the didact but what's just like major nelson in that remaking the legend thing thought it would be cool and it it was cool cool. t-shirt now available on the sacred icon halo store yeah check that out um let's see so that is it for question and answers um, oh, this I had my dark horse answer. Okay, give it to Actually, me. What's your choice, Brian? What's your choice? Um, you know what? I didn't think about it too hard for myself because I, I just wanted to see what everyone else had to say. Obviously, Joe Staten and and Marty O'Donnell are are uh, top picks. Um, man, I wish I had thought about this more before you an- you asked this question. What about uh? I'm totally blanking on his name. Uh, oh my god, he's working on at least he worked on another game with Marty. Green, oh, yeah. Jimmy, Jamie Grisemere? Yeah, I always mispronounce it. Yeah, name. I mean, he would be another huge influential, yeah. like, 
old school bungee sure. guy to have there. Um, I guess and Leto. What's that? And Leto as well, I think. You know. Oh, I thought you said Jared Leto. I'm like, hell no to the no no. <laughs> um, no way. I always see him though when. Um, when Leto gets but now that you asked that question, I'm thinking, what voice actor would I really like? Because I think I'd like to have like a. I would like Kit Harrington to be involved. That'd be cool. I'm not saying it needs to be anybody big, you know. I, I don't. What if, what if he's in the game? What if he's in the game? The moment he speaks, someone else is like, "Ah, you must be Ned Stark's bastard." <laughs> or what if? What if like, like, uh, Kit Harrington's character was like, he turns and he's like, "Halo is coming," <laughs> instead of Winter is oh, coming. God. Oh, it's ridiculous. But oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, oh, my answer I'm yeah, just going to say real quick: Michael Salvatore. I've listened to. Oh, he was great. He did the soundtrack for. Doesn't get enough credit, and doesn't get enough credit. And I remember even Marty himself saying once, and I'm gonna IGN unlocked. I think. Yeah, this is not verbatim, but he more or less he kind of mentions how like Michael kind of stayed in sort of a comfort zone of sound, whereas like Marty liked to experiment. And when I listen to Destiny's two soundtrack, which I have a lot because biasly I love the heck out of it. There's a couple tracks in there that remind me of Halo, like really like moments. Those really like badass moments. And I feel like sometimes I can hear more of a Halo sound coming from him than I can from Marty. Yet I listen to Destiny's one sound, uh, Destiny One soundtrack, and I think there's a couple tracks from that. I'm like, wow, that has that Halo vibe, that magic. But uh, he just—he's such a dark horse. He doesn't get mentioned enough because he's sort of like the the Paul McCartney to John Lennon, you know. And uh, they're both great, and they're both talented and successful in their own rights. But you have one that's sort of more notorious than the other, and more famous than the other. I think there's something to be said about how much someone enjoys Spotlight too. And I'm not saying this in a negative way, but Marty O'Donnell definitely seems like someone who doesn't mind the spotlight, has no problem being in it, not in like a bad or selfish way. Um, but Michael Salvatore seems like the guy who's like, you know, my my wife packed my lunch in my brown bag, and I just want to just want to do my work and keep my head down. You know? Yeah, it's. I think it's. Um, if I had to guess, Marty is extroverted. Michael yeah. is introverted. Exactly. So. I think. I think even if everyone came out and said Michael Salvatore is a is a musical genius and started giving him praise through the roof, I don't think we'd see near as much from him as we do Marty O'Donnell. If Michael Salvatore decided to retire and like open up a, a sausage restaurant, like I would go there and eat. I could just you know Salvatore's Deli. You know, I would. Ooh, I would that go. sounds amazing, dude. Doesn't it sound amazing? I think he would. That would probably be the best ever yeah. because Salvatore. Ooh, so, I, I'm picturing that like Pacha from Emperor's New Groove. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Salvatore's. <laughs> I like it somewhere but like Parker. Peter Parker would go to get like pizza or something like that in Spider-Man movie. Like you know, then you have some New Yorker there. Hey, welcome to Salvatore. Uh, terrible, terrible. uh yeah, man, dude, that scene from Spider-Man Two where 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 Peter Parker's delivering those pizzas. I love that movie so much. <laughs> the one guy's like, hey. He's still like, I just don't like God's pizza. And then that one chick's like, you're late. I'm not paying. Yeah. For I'm like, dude, he was a minute late. Give me a, give me a break. Give me a break. Okay, Josh, are you ready for the business? Give me the business. That's the well. business. Um, so, guys, we have – this is – I'm going to mention these first because I often forget these. Um, we have a Sacred Icon Halo store with a couple T-shirts – um, a keychain, couple other, th- couple buttons, things there. Um, we try to keep them as cheap as possible to get them made and shipped out to you, just so that you can have them and we don't lose money on them. Um, we've sold several uh, so far. Uh, if you want to check that out, go to etsy.com/sacrediconhalo. 
Um, we would love to, uh, if you need help finding that or whatever, just feel free to message us. Uh, I've got some cool shirts and cool stuff there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Definitely check that stuff out, guys. And and for those who have gotten it, thanks so much yeah. for the feedback. We're getting great feedback. Seeing you wear it is so cool. We're getting great feedback, yeah. Um, but uh, the other thing was we never mentioned this. We probably should have mentioned this from day one. But if you guys are on iTunes or like uh, listen to Apple, Pod. Apple Podcasts, if you could just like hit us up with a five star review or leave a or leave a rev- or comment, whatever rating or review, yeah. just uh, that just helps out so much. I mean, especially if you're somebody who's like, oh, I would have totally give to these guys Patreon, but I don't really have money. Uh, this is just as helpful. Um, helps it helps uh, get us out there. So, uh, segueing from that, we also do have a Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/sacrediconhalo. Uh, we have a $1, $5, $10 tier. Just a couple things there. You can guys go check $1, out. We just, we love singing, guys. Um, but yeah, you can support us there if you'd like. I uh, got some benefits there if you want. Uh, no obligation. We also have. You guys, a, you, you know, Halo Infinite has come out, and you guys like go into one specific corner of this map on this one level, and you see two people talking in the background, and they're singing. They're not talking. You'll know. That that was us, Josh. What would you never going to happen? Okay, but well, I would love before it. <laughs> I continue the sales pitch here, yeah, I'm sorry. What would you rather have, Josh? I want you to answer seriously, not just because we're on the podcast. Put on my serious face. Would you rather have three thousand dollars cash put into your savings account, your checking account right now, or three four three flies us out to their studio to record voice lines for two background marines in a joke segment? Absolutely, the latter. Same Absolutely here, dude. That screw the money. I've long. spent so much, like, I, I probably spent, like, over three grand on fast food in my life, oh. like, for sure. So, it's like, three grand I think about that. Flies, bro. that. What's more memorable? My legacy. I'll be like, I'm that guy. I can show everybody. Like, you yeah. you hear that guy singing and you hear this one? Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's Brian, my friend Brian, and that's me. And they're like, wow. It'd be like, dude, so it'd, be like, it'd be like a Marine. It'd be like a Marine. Like, I, I'm one Marine, and I am carrying, like, a little case, like, a gun case, and I walk up to you. You're, like, working on, like, a something in the ship or whatever, and you turn around, and I'm like... Hey man, check this gun out. I thought it would be cool, and then you look up and you're like, "And it was cool," or something like that. I mean, it might be too on the nose, but you know what I mean. Um, but anyways, What's guys, laser, spotting laser, or maybe a grab hammer. <laughs> I feel like we should be like uh, singing for some like uh, tween show on the Disney Channel. <laughs> oh God, uh, oh, gotta start. Uh, living life with Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living like with Derek. I love how like every like punk band has that like, cause I'm in too deep. You know they're like, no. Nah. Oh, somebody you know? yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, but anyways, I was thinking the other day at work and we were roasting like even like every time I listen to what is it Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card, oh, I want to run. Ocean right. Avenue so. is my jam. That's one of the things I can of my music that Erica will listen to. Erica's very into punk music. She doesn't like my like screaming stuff. Can't blame her. But her favorite band is Reliant K. So hit up Erica if you guys like uh, Reliant K. But yeah, we listen to Yellow Card sometimes. Anyways, guys, last pitch from me. Uh, we have a Discord that everyone's invited to. We talk about anything you can imagine there. Please come to the uh, Discord. Please come to the Discord. Yeah, we want everyone there. Uh, we got a lot of people there. Really cool uh, stuff going on. We talk about a lot of things that aren't Halo on top of Halo. So uh, feel free to join. If you want to join that, just go to the Twitter page, uh, twitter.com slash and at the top, there's a link. You click it, you're automatically invited to the Discord. Check that out. I just pitched the Twitter. 
Um, we also have the, the website, sacrediconhalo.com. If you want to talk to Josh, hit him up at Jovial Joshy. And you can hit me up at Brian's Bane. Brian's Bane. So I think that about covers it, guys. I feel really good about this episode. It felt very Halo rich. I feel like I got Halo run through my veins. Uh, something you're gonna say is my butt for a minute. I'm like, this is weird. I was gonna say butt. I was gonna. There's this old line. I remember this guy from this Lord of the Rings documentary was talking about. He's like, oh, I just love it. I can't get enough. He's like, I want it to rain. Halo nitro glitter. Uh, not Halo. Lord of the Rings nitro glistening from the sky, and I just get drenched in it. I was like, what? I've never heard someone say this before. Yeah, I feel that way about Halo. So and, it's, it's all in a different context. Yeah, this is fun, man. It's all in a different context fun. when, like, right now on this. On this uh, recording, Josh's name is Big Booty Biscuits. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so putting these nicknames on here just to catch. Yeah, we always put a, Yeah, we always put a different nickname on there. You no, know, guys. Just uh, lastly, I just got to say, it's fun. It's so much fun to do this stuff. As much as we talk about all these different subjects and, and we want to cover them and talk about topical things, we want to talk about things that we love about Halo. It's also just fun to do this because we we really love. Dude, Halo it's, and you it was so much. I'm fun. sure you guys, dude. We it. almost made a big mistake. We almost didn't uh, shout out the patrons, even though we shouted out the Patreon. That's called selfishness. Ooh. Selfishness. Let's try that in a different tone. Selfishness. Sometimes you get selfish. You think about yourself and no. Mm, that sounds like a truck driver who just like taking his first crap after an 18-hour drive. Wow, I wouldn't go there. We did. Patrons, guys, we got the Shipleys. The Shipleys. We got the show. Dust Storm from Podtacular. Sure, you guys know him. Marcus goes by glass. He has Marcus his by glass. his, uh, his uh, profile pictures. Uh, Mila Jonovich, whoever from Fifth Element. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Jonathan. I just watched Resident Evil. Horrible movie, but I really enjoyed it. Like I really enjoyed the experience of watching a bad movie. Objective subjectiveness. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Uh, we got John Din, who's a big supporter. Jordan. He's the mod of the Discord. Nicest guy ever meet. Uh, he, you won't go wrong talking to John Din. Uh, we have Justin Howard. Still don't believe I've met you. Uh, dude, shout out to me. I would love to get to know you. Justin um, Howard. Matthew Salvatore. Oh, that That's my redneck voice. I can do that better. Hold up. <laughs> Justin Howard. That's a little bit better. That's a little bit better. That makes me want to like get up and like cook biscuits and gravy. Have you seen, have you seen the Goofy movie? Yeah. You know that part where they go to Lester's farm or whatever? I can't remember now. And uh, I like I remember the Eye to Eye song and everything. And like. well, well, that's good, but like there's that part where like Goofy takes Max to this ridiculous silly play. It's like hick and and then like the there's like animatronics on stage and they're like, And Lester, ha uh, ha Lester's farm and then there's <laughs> this little girl and the there's this little girl with like buck teeth and like glasses and she's looking at Max and Max is miserable and she's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, watch the Goofy movie. It's good. Justin. No, wait. Wow. Never mind. I'm not going to do it. That is just embarrassing. I'm going to feel shame if I do that. I didn't hear it. Gorge. Oh, yeah, there it was. It was pretty Gorge. Good. Uh, uh, I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna bring it in the next episode, guys. Bring it, yeah. I'll anyway, be like, hit Brian. me up with the sound with Goofy finding out he's become a Spartan. That'll be the next. Well, one. I order you to surrender that AI. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was spot on. Oh, I did not expect that. You guys are getting straight fire from Josh this time. All right, last shout out, Matthew Salvatore. He's been here since Matthew day Salvatore. one. Love that day dude. One. Check him out at Pure Genius Logo. I think did I say that right? Lego. Lego, my bad. Why did I say logo? I'm, I'm, You're good. got a lot to say here. Um, he's he does some <laughs> awesome stop motion stuff. Mm-hmm. Great dude. And then finally, we got Trevor Polkey. Um, you know what I love about I haven't said this before. I made a comment about pork chops, so this time I'll make a much cooler comment. 
Trevor Polky, uh, he let me know that he, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he say he works at a grocery store? Yeah. He works third shift. If it's not a grocery store, it's yeah. third shift either way. But when he said that, it felt like, it almost felt like coming home, felt like full circle because Josh and I, Josh still, Josh works uh, third shift at a grocery store now, but I used to work with Josh and we used to like talk about games and stuff and work third shift. And It's really how Brian and I got the foundation of our friends. Yeah. So just hearing that he gets, he listens to our podcast while he does that, it's just so cool to like, uh, it just feels like we we've been in his shoes, you know what I mean. So, yeah. but yeah, guys, that's the patrons. Um, Josh, uh, you can give us a little uh, dazzle out of here, and we will uh, we'll wrap this episode up. Razzle dazzle, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, which I know you are, because you like us and we like you. Nay, we love you. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into episode 28. Be sure and check back next week when we have more to say, as always, on the Sacred Icon Halo Show. Thank you, guys. Keep it sacred, guys. Peace. Keep it sacred.